The New York Times buried this. Yeah, it was like this a tiny thing below the fold. If this had been a liberal Supreme Court justice that someone came to kill, it would, have been on the, it would have been on the front page. And that's what's so disappointing about a paper like the New York Times. Because they just wear their bias on their sleeves. And they, if it's not part of something that feeds our narrative, it. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. <laughs> go, Bill, go, man. Bill Maher. Was that over the weekend? Yeah. News Talk 550, KTSA. I used to not be able to stand that guy. There was, you know, years ago, like, remember when he had the very first show? And that's Sean. Hi, I'm Sean. This is the Sean Show. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. I used to watch Politically Incorrect, and that was uh, 100 years ago in my youth. And uh, I I hated the show because he was extraordinarily politically correct. He was very politically correct. He's classically been a very liberal guy, even though he kind of describes himself as a libertarian. But he's really coming into this whole new place in the face of of the the extremists uh, on the liberal side. And he's absolutely right. Had it been a guy coming to kill Sotomayor or one of the other liberal justices, it would have been front page. They didn't have one story about Kavanaugh on the Sunday shows. And the guy coming to you know with the gun and the knife and all that stuff. Not one. They didn't mention it. They act like act like it's gone away. It didn't happen. Cause they're scumbags, Don. They're scumbags. <laughs> and now we're paying five dollars and one cent a freaking gallon. Right. That's the national average of this morning. God. And you know what sucks about that is that doesn't have to be. We don't have to. We don't have to be going through this. We have our own resources. Trump proved that. I mean, I'm like, I mean, you know, I mean. I filled up my little Rav Fall the other day, and it was sixty-three damn dollars. Yeah, it was ninety bucks to top off my ninety my bucks. Toyota Tundra the other day. For your Toyota Tundra, which is why it's sitting in my driveway this morning. <laughs> I mean, I, I might, I might go to the boss and like, oh, my scars hurt. Oh, I think I got to go back home. I may need an IV drip. Oh, <laughs> owie, owie, because it's it's ex- it's getting pricey, man. Mm-hmm. Right. It really is. And it's not stopping. It's. It, 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 do you see anything in the new, anything that tells you that uh, this this is going to stop soon? Well, when the president of the United States comes on in front of a microphone and says, "There's nothing I can do about it," <laughs> um, that leads me to believe it's only going to get worse. Pretty good indicator. Yeah, it's a good indication right there because in, history will prove. If you go back and look at any president who was able to get in front of a microphone and talk about gas prices, um, there is oftentimes a plan, whether it's a good one or not, they right. often have a plan to help combat and, and reverse the effects of the, of the uh, increase in gas prices. And here we are at a point in, in time where gas prices have never been this high, and the president is saying, Oh, there's nothing I can do about it. There is no you, plan. You can, I guess it's just going to have to get worse. Suck it up, Buttercup. You know, <laughs> you know if I, I guess if you like driving or eating, it sucks to be you. <laughs> driving or eating. If those are two things that you enjoy doing, perhaps you should give them up and take up, you know, ping pong or something like that. Go suck on a lemon. You'll be fine. There's nutrients in it. Man, these are crazy damn times. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five, and then we have uh, this 
bipartisan uh it's not legislation it's it's a proposal. It's a proposal. It's, 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 it's an agreement of principles. Right. And what Schumer was saying is they need to work out the language, <laughs> and then well, they'll, they'll submit it for for approval. Right. Today, here's the mutual statement. I'll re- read you the list of senators, just so you know who to hate today. Um, today, we are announcing a common-sense, bipartisan proposal to protect Americans' children, keep our schools safe, and reduce the threat of violence across our country. Families are scared. And it is our duty to come together and get something done that will help restore their sense of safety and security in their communities. Our plan increases needed mental health resources, improves school safety and support for students, and helps ensure dangerous criminals and those who are adjudicated as mentally ill can't purchase weapons. Most importantly, our plan saves lives while also protecting the constitutional rights of law-abiding Americans. We look forward to earning broad, bipartisan... Hey, leave the broads out of this, okay? Don't, don't be sexist like that. The broads. They're, they're all rich white men. Um, we look forward to earning broad, bipartisan support and passing our common-sense proposal into, into law. Now, the first part of that, um, you go back to the first part of what he, mm-hmm. what he mentioned in his statement. Now, who was calling for those stipulations at the very beginning? What's that? With the uh, the money for for mental health issues, to, oh, yeah. and then school safety. That well, wasn't something that, anybody. It wasn't something that was being proposed at first. No, well, Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott mentioned it, right? But at the beginning, after uh, Uvalde happened, um, it was just like ban this, ban this, ban this, right? You know. But now you have this added on. Well, because most people think that it is a mental health issue, and uh, I think to a certain extent, and so this sounds really nice. But again, this they don't this is not a plan. They say our plan saves lives, but they don't actually have a plan. And and uh we have I'm looking at the Fox News article here. We have this unnamed GOP aide who says this is an agreement on principles, not legislative text. One or more of these principles could be dropped if the text is not agreed to. So I mean, in other words, folks, this is just political bullcrap to make you think they're doing something about something. Okay, and and which and is which is par for the course on any issue that is pretty much presented to them for the last two hundred and fifty years. This this means <laughs> right. This means nothing. This is you know what this is. It's a big mitt full of nothing. Okay, it's there's it's not a plan. And we were talking about Obamacare uh, on where in Rima, and you remember Obamacare. They passed the damn thing, and very large, important pieces of it had not yet even been written. I always go back to uh, the the whatever the metric was, the, the whole bit. If you look at Obama, and this is what they're doing here, the whole Obamacare thing was based on the idea that if you don't you don't have quote unquote adequate insurance, you're going to be penalized or penalized. You know, either through the IRS, at that time, it, we didn't know it was going to be the IRS, but I mean, you're, you're going to suffer some, something. Well, when they passed the damn bill, they hadn't crafted yet the, the definition or metric for what adequate, quote unquote, adequate health insurance was. So at that point, nobody knew if they had legal health insurance or not. Kathleen Sebelius, I remember famously, said, well, we're, we're going to get to that. It's the same thing with this. This this is a bunch of nothing. 
And if it passes, what does that mean? Then they could just start adding stuff to it to make it legislative? I, I, I don't know. But Matthew McConaughey thinks it's great, so uh, so I guess it must be great. At least we're doing something. All right, all right, all right. Go suck on your bong, man. You were more interesting then. <laughs> 210 Here's Dennis. Dennis, how are you? You there, buddy? Hey, man, what's going on? About your gas prices, uh, if if you're a Democrat, pay the price and shut up. Yeah, I don't want to hear no complaints from you pukes that voted for this. That's right. I That's concur. Right. Thank you're... you. Yeah, I'm serious. You, you know, of course, a lot of people who voted for Joe Biden, right, Chris, didn't actually exist. He did very well in the guinea pig vote. You know, uh, wiener dogs uh, came out in large numbers for, for Joe Biden. Dead people. A lot of dead people voted for him. But if you're one of those pukes who actually did cast a ballot for Joe, yeah, I don't want to hear no complaints from you about gas prices. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Hey there, it's Lars Larson. Glad to celebrate 100 years of service on News Talk 550. KTSA and FM 1071. Thank you, Lars. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Why the elephant stomped the chick to death? Well, well, that's coming up. Elephant stomps a chick to death. An older chick. It gets worse from there. That story's coming up. First, let's take some phone calls. Uh, here's Earl. Earl, how you doing? I'm doing good. Have a good morning, everybody out there. Good morning I to you. I had a quick comment about everybody, you know, uh, by trade, I'm a political management and a political consultant. Mm-hmm. I've done campaigns. I've worked with everybody from Perry to Bush to some Democrats. And my my position, I'm a postmodern. I'm right in the middle. But everywhere I go, people are complaining about inflation and gas prices. I think the main thing is people need to take personal responsibility because if when everything first started, if they wouldn't have gone in and bought baskets and baskets full of stuff that they never needed, if people would just stop slow down on consumption, slow down on the driving, it's simple supply and demand. We wouldn't have the inflation we have. We'd still have stuff in the stores, and gas prices would be lower. And people know, even though... So if we'd been driving high, less... Well, hang on, let me just focus. So had we been... No, you ain't talking about the beginning of COVID? No, well, when the, when we first started get prices were going up, stores were getting empty, people kept buying, people kept driving, people kept doing things. Well, I mean, that, but as far as driving, I mean, you may not, you know? as far as driving, you may not have much of a choice to how much you drive, depending on oh, where I you work. Oh, I understand that, but even, even when the prices are getting high, people are complaining, but they're driving more. You know, the information shows but, that we're driving more as prices are going No, high. actually, that's not community. true. We're, there's a Rasmussen poll that came out last week that's saying uh, about almost 60% or 67% of all Americans are saying they're driving less because of gas prices. Well, they've scrapped plans, they for, uh, they scrapped plans for vacations and all that. You know, they say they are, but if you're on the road, there's more cars out there than there were. But you what know, do you base that on? Like what do you, crazy, what do you, you know? ba- well, hang on. I just gave you a report. What do you base that on? Well, I base it on the transportation numbers, gas numbers, uh, numbers that come out from the gas, the gas, uh, companies themselves and car, car sale numbers. You know, people are buying cars like crazy because they got a little money in their pocket when they got help from the government 
instead of thinking it through, saying, hey, let me put this money away instead of going on a spending spree like I'm on the game show shopping spree. You know? I mean, I might see your point. I might. I know there's a lot. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I might see your point with people who actually got these checks during COVID, but you're telling me that we're we are at record in inflation, and we have the highest gas prices we've ever had in this country because some people went out and blew their COVID checks. Well, no, it's not just that. It's like look, it's simple supply and demand. If everybody at HEB and Walmart is loading up their shopping carts full of crap that they don't need. Of course, there's not going to be any there when we need it. You know. Well, what about what about the stuff that got stuck on the ships offshore and couldn't be delivered? No, I know there's a lot of things that are adding to the problems we're in. But a lot of it is simple supply and demand, and I'm all I'm saying is my point is a lot of people complain about the problems, but we don't want to take personal responsibility, including myself. When I started seeing everything happening, I started cutting back. I started driving less because you could see the numbers already changing. And I'm just saying, you know, we we feel we get a sense of entitlement. And oh, we feel come that on, we man. Go, go, go. No, no. No, honestly. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You have an administration that made it incredibly hard for some of these refineries to, or these operations to continue or to for the investors to put the money in. They they shut down pipelines. And you're, you're, you're telling, we, we went from being energy independent in about a year and a half to right back to be, uh, being completely dependent on other countries, including Russia, for our oil. And you're telling me it's because one of the reasons the gas prices are so high is because people drove too much? People keep driving. They keep buying cars. Well, they, they sort of have to. I bought a car. I, I needed one. But I'm just, you know, come on, man. I'm just saying people need to take personal responsibility, and they can't keep passing the buck complaining. When we need Wait to do I, things ourselves. Is it really a matter of personal responsibility that I'm paying over five bucks a gallon for a gallon of gas now, but I still got to drive to work? I'm 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 somehow being greedy. A lot of people don't even have to drive to work still. They're working from home, but they're still out there driving. You know, I, they I, I, I mean, I I, I thanks right, for the call, man, Earl. I I okay. <laughs> okay. Now I'll, I'll grant you at the beginning of COVID. When people went nuts and were buying up roll, you know, massive amounts of toilet paper, there was a bit of uh, paranoia and weirdness then. But one of the reasons we have empty shelves right now and have for about a year is not because people bought too much stuff. The stuff wasn't the stuff that didn't make it to the freaking store to buy. It's got to get to the damn store for people to freak out and buy it. You know, and and people have to freaking drive. For uh, you know, I, I I I don't know what that guy was trying to say. If you do, call me up and enlighten me. Uh, one more call, Dave. Dave, how you doing? Good. How are you, son? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Uh, that guy is an idiot. <laughs> there is no way that that guy worked for any political party. He's trying to tell. He's trying to say that we shouldn't be driving. We're oh, driving too much. Oh, my goodness. He must. Oh, my goodness. The government, Biden, pinched the supplies. He's pinching all the supplies. He's not helping to fix the problem. He's creating them and making everything worse. That guy is an idiot. <laughs> my goodness. I had to call. Sean, I had to pull over. I had to call and pull over because that guy what are you driving? is an idiot. I can't believe I'm you're driving. Guy. You're so greedy. I know. 
How dare I? <laughs> Love right. you, Sean. Love you. Listen to you every day. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, 210-599-5555. I do have to take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Mark and Debbie, if you can hang on, we'll go to you as soon as we get back. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We just got a call from a dude named Earl. Earl. His name was Earl. Chris, did you hear banjos in the background when he called? His name was Earl. And Earl claimed to be a political operative or political uh, advisor for a bunch of Republicans and some Democrats. And then he proceeded to ramble on like a liberal idiot. And, um, you know, the gas prices are kind of your fault and my fault because we drive so much. And the reason there's there's empty shelves is because we buy so much, and we just need to have some personal responsibility, Mister Man, about uh, you know our consuming ways, our evil consumer ways. Economics one hundred and one: demand and more demand. <laughs> Somebody called up uh, off mic or off air and said that they, they'd heard this guy on some other radio station, so he's probably a, some kind of hack. But here's Mark. Mark, how you doing? Good. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Uh, to respond to this gentleman that said inflation is our fault, there's three, in my view at least, primary reasons for the inflation. A giant one is the giant printing of money by Janet Yellen way and above the economy's need for it. Right. Uh, true, the economy was uh, not in good shape because of covid but it was coming back strongly, and all of a sudden they decided to print a bunch of money. Secondly, and possibly even more important, is the government limiting fracking. Everyone's down on fracking for ecological reasons. They're wrong. That's the reason that the economy was so strong in the first three years of the Trump administration. I forget the name of the book, but the chief economic advisor for Trump wrote a book to that effect. He didn't credit Trump so much for that economy. He, he credited Trump's letting the oil industry drill. Do what it does. <laughs> and do their thing. Right, right. A minor, a minor factor is the oil situation with the war in but Putin. But that's a very, very small well, fraction. This stuff was happening long the, before uh, Putin rolled into Ukraine. And there's a solution. People need to make themselves aware of their local Congress people and their sheriffs. And find out where they stand, not what they say, right. and get out and vote. And the first step would I be concur. Cassie Garcia over Henry Cuellar. Yep, I, I agree with everything you just said, man. I appreciate the call. Thank you. 210-599-5555. One more. Here's David. David, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, sir? Another day in paradise, man. What are you thinking? You know, I gotta agree with with Earl. We are way too dependent on cars. We need to start pulling out our magic carpets, pixie dust, and start <laughs> teleporting to work. You know, <laughs> if I mean, only I on. could teleport they to were, work. They were doing it way back, way back, you know, in the early nineties, you know, with Star Trek and all that. Hey, don't forget I the mean, winged sneakers. The winged sneakers too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we're way too pen- dependent hey. on these pesky cars. <laughs> hey, y'all have a good one. Right, thanks, man. I'm gonna get me a magic carpet, man. Actually, I think I've ridden on a few magic carpets, at least in my mind, in years past. 
So what the elephant did, so <laughs> just, I'm sorry, I love this story. I know it involves the death of an elderly person, but I just love this story. I hadn't heard about this until uh, I heard Don Morgan and Trey Ware talk about it. Except this is from... The death and desecration. The death and desecration of an elderly body, for some reason, amuses me. A 70-year-old woman in India, India. It was tra- her name is Maya Murmu. Maya Murmu. She was tramp. She was fetching some water at a local stream. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and she, she gets trampled to death by a freaking elephant. And let me tell you something: I've never been trampled by an elephant, but I bet that would really hurt for a little while. Yeah. For a well, for a very little while. Mm-hmm. Squish. And uh, no, it was actually from a well in the eastern Indian state of Odisha. And the elephant uh, trampled her to death. And then... <laughs> that, that, see, you know, that part is not funny. That part's not the funny it, part. The, the whole thing is not funny. It's just so weird and, and no, un- it, it's unbelievably weird. It, it's a little and, funny. And I, I guess that's what's so funny about it is it seems like something right. that would be in a movie or something like that. You know, or well, on a TV show. It, like it adds insult to injury right. in a way that you know, <laughs> typically doesn't happen. So the elephant tra- he was, had recently escaped from a local sanctuary. That's why the elephant was, and the elephant tramples her to de- her to death. She's a seventy year old woman. She died at a at a hospital. They're performing the ceremony. They're, her funeral. A freaking elephant shows up and starts stomping her body again. Mm-hmm. Grabs it with her t- and and tosses it in the air. The funeral was truncated. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> no, you are terrible. Tusk, tusk. So, it, 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 but I mean, you know, these are probably Hindus. So, you know, it could have been Ganesh. I don't know. Who Maybe knows? she pissed off somebody in a previous life. What is he doing? It is Ganesh. He just tossed her in the air. I'm going home. Run, most, run. Oh, oh time to run. Run, curry. <laughs> I mean, you know, what must have been going through their minds? Like, what the hell? <laughs> what did she do to you, what did man? She do that elephant. Flings her dead body into the air, and I'm <laughs> laughing about it. <laughs> I think it was Ganesh. She must have pissed him off in some way. <laughs> no. And so she tossed him in the air. Tossed her in the air. I hope she, I never piss off Ganesh like that. She said she was tossed 70 feet in the air. That's a far... Or she was 70 years old. Or was she it was both? 70 years of age. It was one foot for every year. <laughs> I don't think he tossed her 70 feet in the air. No, right? but he tossed her in the air, and they're watching her body float, you know, fly through the air, going, oh, gosh. <laughs> that is so harsh. Let's go home. You know, I'm I'm not making fun of Indian people. Look, I knew a lot about Hinduism, and I had an Indian. I had a, I had a bunch of Indian. I had a girlfriend who was Indian once, and uh, she'll probably come back in her next life as a, as a box of rocks because of me. She was Indian once, or she was your no? Girlfriend she was Indian, once? and she was my girlfriend. So if you ever get trampled by an elephant, it's karma, baby. Yeah, this is what happens. Because of Nita, because I went out with Nita, and I'm white skin, and I was Christian. I will come back as a bottle of red dye number five. (laughs) (laughs) Higher life form. 
much higher. Much higher. Somebody told me that years ago. He says you're going to come back. If you if you really are, if you if Hindus if Hinduism is the re- reality of it all, and it's all reincarnation, and you come back as a higher life form, you're coming back as a bottle of red dye number five. <laughs> Maybe I'll get my ass trampled by an elephant. Two one zero five nine nine. Trying to help her into the afterlife. Yeah. Oh my God! Oh, oh no! Oh no! No! no. no. <laughs> come on! Hey, let me give you some help. Let me give you a ride. Oh, yeah. God, no. Screw you, Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Dumbo. <laughs> All right, oh, let's take yeah. a break. <laughs> let me tell you about my well, friends. But I do understand <laughs> that after after hearing about this and, and you know seeing how far the elephant can throw, the Astros signed it to a contract. <laughs> He'll be on the mound this weekend. <laughs> Make him the first baseman. Last name wasn't Merrick, was it? Oh my god. This show is so horrible. All right, let me let me let me t- <laughs> truncated funeral. See how you are. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Welcome back to the show. Let's take a call. Here's uh, Dennis. Dennis, how you doing? I am doing marvelous. One of your previous callers was talking about the high price of gas and we getting rid of the cars. Right. Well, the senator from Louisiana says, stop buying gas, buy cocaine. That way you can fly high. The John Kennedy out of Louisiana, right? It's just, yeah, we. It's cheaper. He said it's cheaper to buy cocaine and just run to work than it is to you know pay, pay for right. gas. That's funny. Thank, Thank you, you, Mr. Sean. I appreciate I enjoy it. Your program. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. You know, just drive less. You selfish Americans driving so much. Look. There's really no other way around it, the reality of this situation. The reality around this situation is that this doesn't have to be happening. That's the question you need to ask yourself. Why is this happening? We were energy independent two years ago, right? We were getting ready to export to other countries, I've been saying it for a week now. Do you know how filthy freaking rich this country would be right now? How we had Biden just left things alone? Um, you know, it, it, this 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 does not have to be happening. We do not have to be paying five dollars. Like, well, in Germany, they're paying nine dollars an hour. Well, who cares? This isn't freaking Germany. Germany also doesn't have the national natural resources that we have, of which right now we're not using any. But you silly, greedy Americans. How dare you drive as much as you drive? You're the problem. You ever notice that when a Democrat's in power, we're the problem? Right? It's just, we're, it's us, man. God, we suck so bad. We just suck. <laughs> you know, under Obama, you know, we're racist. Every cop in America is racist. Under this guy, we're greedy and selfish because we want to drive stuff. We want to drive to work, and we want to have, like like Don Morgan said, we want to eat stuff, you know. 
We like to eat food. God, what a bunch of selfish pukes we are. We want our guns. God, did he really make the deer joke again this weekend? Can he get some new material? Jimmy Kimmel, you love his ass. Write, write him some new material, man. Got to make the deer Kevlar vest joke again. I think what happens with a guy like that is he's so he's so feeble of mind, right? He forgets that he's told the joke before. Well, that's why you hear the same story, you know, twelve times in one day. Right. He doesn't remember telling it the first nine times. Freaking mummy! You know, I'm just I'm sick of it. And I got some thoughts about, uh, you know, why he's the president anyway that kind of tumbled out of my mouth on wearing Rima earlier, and I'd never really quite seen it to that level. But uh, I'll share my thoughts with you. I'll share my thoughts with you, with you when we return. I'm not exactly sure why I'm suddenly talking in a British accent. It just seemed like the thing to do at the bloody time of it. Oh, we've also got a tampon shortage. So there you go. We got tampon and mac and, and pads are we're, we're sh- supplies are low on tampons and pads. And of all the things you you want to stock up on, I wouldn't let that one go. If you was married, it's sorry. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. And we got to understand that this is a group that has been radicalized by the great replacement myth and many other things and have been pushing for violence and pushing for even civil war. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. It's Congressman Bauman out of New York. It's war, war, I tell you, war. Away from New York. Freaking war. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Ugh. So let me let me just throw this past you because we had a couple of interesting things over the weekend. Uh, and the, it's Sean. The phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Right, Chris? show. Sean show. <laughs> well, AOC now, like I give a crap what she thinks about anything. You know, she's... She, in a way, is a talking garbage disposal herself. But uh, she intimated. I love saying the word intimated on the air. It makes me th- sound educated. She intimated that she may not be. Uh, support- oh, oh! just by the way, the uh, com- uh, you know, January 6th committee is going on. This is my deep analysis of the of the of the of the committee hearings. <laughs> No, we're not going to play any audio, Chris, (laughs) from the committee. So AOC kind of intimated that she's not going to, she she may or may not support Joe Biden, right? For the pre, do you have that clip? Is that why you're looking at me like that? Oh, okay. (laughs) Go ahead, play it. (laughs) First of all, I'm focused on winning this majority right now. uh, And preserving a majority this year in 2022. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Holy crap, if I had to listen to that voice all the time, I'd shove a pig's foot down my throat. You know, I really would. I'd kill myself with a pig's foot. But so, you know, so in other words, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay, a lot of Democrats, I think, are peeling away, away from Joe Biden. And, and what's interesting, Joe Biden has never had an original thought in his head. Never. 
been following him a long time in my radio career. He's, I've actually lived in Delaware. I'm not proud. All right. Uh, I'm just saying he's he's never had an original thought in his head. He, as far as his opinions, he changes his opinions based upon the, you know what what he needs to do at the time. Uh, Joe Biden has gone along with this fairly extreme agenda of the AOCs, right, and the Ilhans uh, of of his current party. And I used to think it's because, you know, he wanted to stay relevant or what have you, but I've, I've really kind of expanded my thinking on this. Because a lot of those same, a lot, a lot of the people that wanted him to do precisely what he's doing, which is slam the economy into a brick wall, get people out of their freaking cars, open up the border. Okay. A lot of the people that wanted him to do just that are now dumping their support for him. Well, on the topsoil of it, he's not politically advantageous anymore, obviously. His numbers are in the toilet. Actually, saying his numbers are in the toilet is kind of a compliment to his numbers. His numbers are like in the septic tank at this point. They've moved on to the septic tank. But that's kind of interesting, though, when you think about it. A lot of Democrats are, are giving up their support of Joe Biden, even though he's doing precisely what they all wanted him to do. Is it possible that, and I, maybe this is so stupidly obvious that I just, I'm just seeing it now. You know what I mean? And I, it's, it's just right there in front of my face. I had an old philosophy professor that would say sometimes, and I, he was quoting somebody who I can't remember that sometimes something is so obvious. It's like looking for the glasses on your nose. It's possible, in my opinion, that they, they trotted Joe Biden out there knowing that he would do everything that they wanted him to do, and then come the midterms, come the next presidential cycle, they dump all their support for him, and so he gets to take the blame for everything, even though he accomplished everything they wanted him to accomplish. In other words, he's kind of the goat tied to the stake, right, before the T-Rex shows up, but they wanted the T-Rex to show up. Does that make sense? If that's true, it's even more sinister than I believed before. I just thought the man was incompetent and a liar, which he is. But he may be doing exactly what they want him to do, and they can isolate themselves from him by saying, "Well, his numbers are so bad. I can't. I can't. You know, I can't. I can't be have Joe Biden hanging around my neck like a millstone. You know, I can't have that. Even though he's done everything they wanted him to do." and everything they've wanted to do to this country for a long time. They just hang his ass out to dry at the last moment, right? Well, it's not my fault. It was Joe Biden's fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? Two one zero five nine nine. I and It's never... The thought of it is so, and again, is so sinister to me that it, it never really crystallized in my mind. It literally just came out of my mouth on the air this morning. And then Trey said, "Well, that's probably what they meant when when Obama. That's probably what Obama meant when he said, Joe, you don't have to do this.' I I don't know if I take it that far. I don't I don't know. Biden was aware of of the evil plot because the man's always wanted to be president. It's kind of Shakespearean, though, in a sense that he's this man has spent his entire freaking existence 
wanting to be president. He finally becomes the president as part of sort of a, a, a weird, convoluted plot to change this country fundamentally, as Obama used to say, and he goes down in history as one of the worst presidents ever. Shakespearean, yes? Two one zero five nine nine. Boy, I really do sound educated today, don't I? I just said Shakespearean. Here's David. David, how you doing? Hey, thanks, John. It's good talking to you again. Good talking to you, man. What are you thinking? Just real quick, I'm a happy camper, Sean, and I've been a happy camper uh, for about two years. I told I told you, Jack, and Trey about a year and a half ago. As long as these people are going crazy over the Supreme Court justices, that's fine with me. So in reality, Trump didn't really he didn't really lose. Yeah, he lost technically, like they said it is. But he's got three justices, and this is right. this is what drives him crazy, man. And you know what? I'm I'm so happy that that those three justices that Trump picked are top. He's still on top of the world to me, in my opinion. Trump's still up there because of what he did in the Supreme Court. Look, they tried to kill Kavanaugh. They tried to assassinate him. Excuse me. Uh, and so I'm just I'm actually blessed. America's still blessed to have those three justices up there, and I'm, I'm happy. And I told you a long time ago about that. Well, I mean, I uh, Trump uh, did, did a, a lot for, that was positive for this country. Exactly. Uh, it depends on who writes the history books, whether he ever gets any credit for it. But, yeah, but you know, and they're terrified of him. They still that's what that's what this January sixth crap is all about. They're still terrified of him. You know, look at this committee. It's a circus, man. Oh man. You know, just. Thanks for hearing me out. I just, right. I just think Trump's still on top of these justices, and it drives them crazy. Oh, it does, man. I appreciate the call. Everything about Trump drives them crazy. Here's uh, Albert. Albert, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Long time no see. Oh, it's Let's the Albert. How you doing, Albert? Man, forever Biden. Biden 24. Oh, God. Oh, God, yeah. You know the big elephant in the room on this uh, gas thing is? What? Uh, the fact that we haven't heard anything from Saudi Arabia, we haven't heard anything from Kuwait. You know, the next time they come and uh, want to buy some airplanes from the United States, tell them no. Well, what if they say, okay, then you're going to pay a hundred dollars a gallon of gas? <laughs> no, 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 no. They can they can make it cheaper than that. No, no, no. But you know, we're buying gas from them, man. We're not, we didn't we under Trump, we didn't have to buy any gas from no one. Well, see, that's the problem with me and you. You know, uh, if Obama do something wrong, I'm going to speak out on it. If Trump do something wrong, you're not going to say anything. Well, what did he do wrong? Oh, uh, for one thing, uh, he tried to make a deal with Ukraine. And another thing is he tried to say no, something for him. He, he talked to Ukraine but you, as in relations, but, but you, no, the, 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 the guy who's sitting there right now is on camera admitting that he threatened to withhold aid to Ukraine if they didn't drop the case against his son. Duh. You, you know, I, I, uh, <laughs> I respect all of my, I respect all of my friends, and a lot of them uh, voted for uh, Trump. And oh, I guess you gone. <laughs> I see how you are, Albert. I gotta go. No, I, no, you uh, gone already. Well, I don't. Well, I, I don't know. I, I'm not exactly sure what you're trying to. What you're saying. What I'm saying is, is you know, Trump got sued for not letting black people in his hotels, and he said a lot of court. no, he so, didn't. Yes, that, he it was did. it was it was a holdover from his old man. Duh. No, see, don't blame the old guy.
<laughs> it was Trump. No, okay. Well, he's just, he was awful. What a horrible president he was. No, he didn't do horrible. anything. Well. What a hor- oh, no, he wasn't. We were paying no, under $2 a gallon, man. People had jobs, man. Well, uh, ask uh, Saudi Arabia what happened. Oh, God. All right, I got to go. I love you, Albert, but I got to go. 210 It's been a long time since we talked to Albert, though, ain't it? Been a long time. 210 is signal to break. I'm Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. This is Joe Reinagle celebrating 100 years of service. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. Uh, this January 6th bullcrap is still going on. And Chris Steyerwalt, who is a former Fox News Channel political editor and analyst, is speaking or testifying. Let's just listen for a second. People from academia, Democrats, Republicans, a broad cross-section of people who had worked together for a decade, we're really serious about this stuff. So we knew it would be a consequential call because it was one of five states that really mattered, right? Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona were the ones that we were watching. We knew it would be significant to call any one of those five, but we already knew Trump's chances were very small and getting smaller based on what we had seen. So we were able to make the call early. Uh, we were able to beat the competition. Uh, we looked around the room, everybody says yay, and on we go. And by the time we found out how much everybody was freaking out and losing their minds over this call, we were already trying to call the next state. We had already moved on. We were into Georgia. We were to North Carolina. We were looking at these other states. Uh, so we thought right. it was, we were pleased. But All right, well, he's, he's talking about how they called the, uh, the election early and, and that clearly Trump lost. But the, the, nobody is answering the question of a lot of these, these ballot dumps. Uh, that we learned about later, and if you want to watch, watch 2,000 Mules. The thing that, that gets to me about a lot of this stuff is that this is all politics. It's all over and done with. Do you think Trump's going to jail for something? Even Bill Barr said there's nothing for him to go to jail over. This is all about uh, making sure people remember what a horrible, horrible person Donald Trump was. He was responsible for January 6th. Vote Democrat, because we got nothing else going on. And they are. They're obsessed with Trump. They've always been obsessed with Trump. Trump terrifies them. You ever notice in your life, like, you know, when, when people just keep going after you and going after you and going after you, it's usually because you scare them in some way. You know what I mean? That's how they are with Trump. And and these very same people have nothing to say about the riots, the George Floyd riots that took up an entire summer. Okay, you had a bunch of weirdos who were, by the way, allowed into the Capitol building. Who basically messed up Nancy Pelosi's desk and took some selfies. It's two years later and we're having hearings on this. Hearings. You're paying for this. You know that, don't you? Are there, why aren't there any hearings into the uh, BLM riots uh, for, for George Floyd? You know, when when entire neighborhoods were destroyed and burned to the ground, people were you know beaten up. You got police precincts that were firebombed. Sounds like an insurrection to me. Well, it's just the Trump hatred perpetuated. 
Well, that's exactly what it Well, and they're, they're terrified. Well, it, but it goes back so far. I mean, that's why you have people still bringing up the fact that he was sued, you know, for the oh, apartment. Right, right. Oh, God, yes. And, you know, they say, oh, he settled out of court. Well, actually, accurately, the people who sued him settled out well, of court. Well, right. That's, that's an excellent point. They took the money. <laughs> oh, God, you people need to get a life, man. Get some therapy for yourselves, man, with this Trump thing. But secretly, but look, it, it, all of what, what what this whole dog and pony show means to me is that they are still every bit as terrified of Trump as they were the day he went into office. He scares the living crap out of them, and I'll tell you why: because he's influential. He was an effective president. Okay, the that he can't be leveraged. He can't be pressured. He's like Elon Musk. What, what, you can't do anything about Trump, and they don't like not having the control over anybody. And they're worried about Trump's influence in the midterms, and man, damn Skippy, they should be. And so that's what this is all about. There's no point to it. It's not edifying. I just said edifying because that makes me sound intelligent, too. It will not edify you intellectually whatsoever. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. We also have a... Uh, well, it's yeah, you got to have the tranny news out there, right, Chris? You got to we got to talk about transgendered people. We have a, a transgendered inmate in Minnesota, you know, who's got lawyers, speak fancy lawyers, who have uh, brought together an anti-discrimination suit against the Department of Corrections, saying that uh, Minnesota inmate Christina Lusk. Who oddly kind of actually kind of looks like a fat Joe Walsh. It's really kind of disturbing. He, she, Shim is saying she, it's being discriminated against because they won't move him, her, it into a female prison. And they're refusing to provide him with a vaginoplasty. <laughs> <laughs> do we have the shocking music? I want to do that one more time. They're refusing to provide him with a vaginoplasty. Where <laughs> they, you know, turn his little buddy there into a, well, I guess an ounce, he essentially becomes an Enzy. I, I don't know. And so he, he's suing for $50,000. A fat tranny who looks like Joe Walsh who feels that somehow the state owes him a vaginoplasty. I'd actually like to start a little folk band and call it vaginoplasty. Wouldn't that be fun? Or, you know what I mean, Chris? Like, you know, like, or start like a little soft rock band, like the kind of guys that play brown-eyed girl at the local bar, you know what I mean? The local old farts lounge and call ourselves the vaginoplasties. Is Don Morgan hearing this? Uh, How come these people don't ever try to identify as innocent? Because <laughs> everybody's innocent in jail. Hi, we're the Vaginoplasties, uh, and we'll be here playing till 1 a.m. Uh, there are drink specials right now. We're going to start off with a little Harry Chapin. little Harry Chapin for you. little cats in the cradle action. Again, we are the Vaginoplasties. 
And we have an EP available uh, online uh, if you'd like to check it out. And for download, just look up Vaginoplasties. Here's Charles. Then we're going to do a little Good Jim morning, Croce Joe. later on. What? Uh, no, more like Gordon Lightfoot. But Gordon, I a little Gordon Lightfoot for you? <laughs> yeah, getting a bad steroid cycle is another good one. Hey, listen, uh, I think everybody's underestimating uh, Sleepy Joe. Um, I don't think that what these people are doing is stupid. I think it's pure evil. As you were saying earlier, they're doing exactly what they've uh, hired him to do. Yeah. Um, and this whole thing with 2,000 mules, I actually worked with that group in Houston in 2010. We did the uh, actual poll watching. Uh, with Catherine Engelbrecht, a uh, hell of a group. She's done a hell of a job. But I tell you, man, um, this is a lot like what these bad guys did on September 11th, 9 one years ago. It was horrifically conceived and flawlessly executed, but they're not going to do it again. They're on to something else. Um, we only know what it's going to be, but it's uh, it's not going to be good. I don't no, think I, they're going to. I agree with that. Yeah. It's not going to be good. Yeah. i got to run, man. I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. 210-599-5555. Yeah, Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Happy stinking Monday to you. David Hogg's back in the news. David Hogg. Remember him from Parkland? Uh, he became an anti gun activist. I don't think, Chris, he wasn't even there that day, I don't believe, was he? At Parkland? On Saturday, there was a March for Our Lives rally held somewhere. And uh, David Hogg uh, is is out there. He's 22 years of age at this point. And he starts giving his thoughts on why, you know, putting more cops in schools is a bad idea. Or or resource officers. And I I think this is uh, kind of becoming a common talking point at this point. Did I just say a common talking point at this point? That was kind of pointless saying that second point. Um, he says, realize that putting more cops in schools actually may be a form of endangering our students as well. For the students that don't have the privilege of having my skin color or the fact that I'm an American citizen. In other words, if, if you have more resource officers or retired cops who want to patrol the schools, man, they, they just wake up every day wanting to kill a black kid or, a, or an illegal alien uh, kid, Right. Well, I think if you look deeper in his comments, what he's actually saying is he thinks he's better than people who have a different color skin than his. Apparently he does. For the students that don't have the privilege of having my skin color. Because I'm a honky cracker, which means they won't want to kill me because I'm a honky cracker. And an American citizen. Yeah, it's just this stuff is getting so tired, man. It's just it really it's just getting you know, it's the the first thing you can do, the easiest thing you can do is 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 tighten up these schools a little. You know, it really wouldn't cost a lot of money overall. I mean, we're sending billions and billions of freaking dollars to Ukraine. We can't do some we can't toughen up the schools a little bit, just a smidge. And and if you believe that, you know, you're putting more students in danger by having more cops there whether again they're 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 resource officers 
or again, they're retired law enforcement that wants to, you know, p- p- patrol these classrooms or patrol these schools. And you think that's going to put more students in danger because all cops and resource officers hate black and brown kids? You're a freaking idiot, man. This is a, a an evolution from the whole defund the police thing, right? You've got to get rid of cops because they're all racist and they just want to kill black people. Do you listen to yourselves on occasion? If you look at recent government studies, I think out of the CDC, I, I originally thought it was the FBI, but Trey was like, it's the CDC on violence stats in, in America uh, involving police. First off, most police lose their lives in unprovoked attacks. In other words, they're not actually engaging with somebody, but somebody just walks up and does something to them. Secondly, still, the majority of people who are killed by police officers are white people. But they just wake up wanting to, man, I'm so glad I'm a resource uh, uh, officer. I can't wait to go kill a black kid today. Seriously, do you listen to yourselves when you say this stuff out loud, man? Now, David Hogg's an idiot. He's 22 years of age. I have socks with more intellectual depth than he has, okay? He's a fame hog. He loves this crap. He loves it with a little stupid fist in the air. His little Che Guevara beard he's got going on right now. He's a little jackass. He, he really is. And I, I hate just even bringing him up because it gives him more attention than he deserves. Freaking David Hogg. Who gives a crap what this 22-year-old puke thinks about anything? You know what I mean? Who cares? But he's just reflecting a talking point that a lot of people <laughs> reflect. I sent you a story about uh, oh, you did? David Hogg from a few days ago. Oh, no. There was apparently some mix-up he was supposed to meet with. Marco Rubio. Right. And there was a mix-up, and he started calling Rubio out, saying he skipped a meeting, and Rubio's like, no. Rubio's staff said, you had the wrong time. <laughs> Just like his whole stinking generation. We, we, we were supposed to meet at two. But since you're lying, we're not going to meet anymore. <laughs> so he, so David Hogg's supposed to meet Rubio at two. Right. This was last week. And he doesn't make it. Yeah. And he tried to blame Rubio. So he, the the quote on that he put on his Twitter was Rubio staff said I can't meet with him or staff because I trigger him. Oh, just want to have a God. conversation. Uh, please meet with me. Just so want to figure out how we can stop these things from happening. Oh, barf. We have to end the continuous debate and find what we can agree on. And then Rubio's chief of staff wrote back, uh, "No one said such a thing. As for the meeting, you must be confused. We had a 2 p.m. meeting scheduled with you." However, since you were lying and clearly using this all for self-promotion, that meeting is now canceled. <laughs> also, the reporter doing a profile of you knows the meeting is real since she was emailing yesterday with our comms team about it. Don't lie again. We have receipts. <laughs> Don't lie again. Yeah. How many women I've heard that from? Don't lie again. We have receipts. We have receipts, to which Hogg then tweeted, honest mistake, got our meetings confused in the flurry, and my staff misinformed me. I apologize. He has a staff. He has a staff. He's just a perfect example of his old stinking generation. Nothing's ever his fault. And you're a meanie head for saying something about it. What's wrong, David? You weren't up yet? <laughs> Hog is a swine. Well, I mean, you know, it, 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 nothing's ever his it, their fault, you know. They can never get anywhere on time. You know, everybody's against the. He's just, what a little puke he is. 
We have receipts. Don't lie anymore. We have receipts. That's beautiful. Uh, I wipe my ass with David Hogg. How's that make you feel? You. Well, I guess that wouldn't be very pleasant. Not at all. M- metaphorically speaking, I wipe my butt with him. Okay, how's that make you feel? I wipe my butt with him. And he actually said that he triggers Rubio, and that's why Rubio didn't want to meet with him. And he's the one who's the dumbass who met, met, who missed the appointment. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Right? Claims it was an honest mistake. Uh, after he got staff, called out on it, his staff misinformed his him. His staff. Right. But due to a flurry of activity. A flurry of activity. Staff misinformed him. Hey, uh, David, which 40-year-old wrote that line for you? Say it's a flurry of activity. What's a flurry? It's just, you know, just write it. Just don't worry about it, David. I think it's something you get at Sonic. It's something you get at, you know, <laughs> sit down, boy. Sit down, son, and shut the hell up, man. <laughs> he has a staff, my ass. He ain't got no staff. He's probably got a bodyguard with a gun. <laughs> He's got several bodyguards armed to the teeth, man. Yeesh. Have I made myself clear that I don't like David Hogg? I would wipe my butt with him, m- metaphorically speaking. 22-year-olds. God. All right, I'm doing <laughs> And you're suggesting that you want to use him as a sanitary I, product. I do want to use him as a. Hey, you know we gotta, we gotta, we gotta. We're, we're, <laughs> no, no, don't even. No, 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 no. I'm just saying no. we have a tampon Why shortage no? going on. New purpose in life for you, David. Oh my god. <laughs> well, you know if the shoe fits. Not the shoe, but whatever. <laughs> But it's so true. He fits the bill, man. Oh, you guys are terrible. Stay free, David. No. Stay free. Go down there on a summer's eve. <laughs> Just keep being you, David. Always. It's shot on his next talk five fifty KTSA. I'm so glad that's so funny. Yeah. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Hi. Oh, man, I've been around for 11 years of this now. Uh, KTSA and Kitchen Designs by Giovanni present Operation Interdependence 2022, now through July 4th. We're collecting uh, all kinds of cool stuff for our troops deployed around the world for a complete list of the stuff we're looking for this year. And all drop-off locations, go to the website, ktsa.com. Brought to you by, brought to you in part by Airtron, Window World, the Institute for Functional Health, Precision Window, Mr. Sparky, and Specs. Uh, 210-599-5555. Here's Sam. Sam, how you doing? How you doing, Chandrama Ariaga? See how you are. I just want to... I just want to personally thank the 80 million Americans, so-called, that voted for Joe Biden. And thank you very much, because I'm paying double what we were, you know, two years ago. I really, really want to thank you guys, because, you know, instead of spending $25 to fill up, now it's costing me over $50 to fill up. And I really, really want to thank you guys, because 
if it's not for you, I'm losing $200 a month on just fuel and then mm. added everything combined together. You know, it's killing us. And This I country is just going to stop at some point. I keep saying it over and over again, but that's what's going to happen. It's just all going to stop. You know, last week I didn't get to catch the Archie and Jughead show in the afternoon, but um, I don't know if you guys talked about the timeline. Um, you know, it took 33 minutes from when the grandmother called 911 to the first shot and only two-tenths of a mile to the school. And had that police responded, none of that would have happened. Well, we're kind of mixing and matching topics here, but I, no, I, there's there's still a lot of questions to be answered, man. And and Sam, I appreciate the call as usual. Thank you, sir. There's lots of questions to be answered. I gotta just toss this in here before we go. A North Carolina company is offering homeowners two thousand uh, dollars in order to to allow them to release one hundred cockroaches into their homes. It's a pest control company called the Pest Informer. And they want, they want to test out a specific pest control technique. And so if you meet certain criteria, you must be 21. You must be in the U.S. You must own your own home. And you must not try any additional cockroach treatments during the duration of the study. Study will take a month. And they want to release 100 cockroaches into your home and you get paid $2,000. Do I ask the wife? I'm just saying, do I go home and like, hey, baby, we could be $2,000 ahead of the game here. $2,000. That's 100 cockroaches, baby. What do you care? They'll be gone by the end of the month. You know that cruise you've been wanting to go on? You want to go on a cruise, baby? Yeah. We got to let some cockroaches go. We can go on the cruise while the cockroaches are here. I've seen some cockroaches that you could put a saddle on and ride around on here in Texas. Yeah, there's some big ones. And cockroaches, they what do they do? They make little cockroaches very, very quickly. Right. I had a buddy of mine in radio who was recently divorced. This was 100 years ago when I first met him, and he lived in this crummy little shack. And he got a cockroach problem. I was telling young Warren Ryman that was so bad. I, you saw this in that, what's that movie, Somebody's Apartment? It was all about cockroach infestation. It came out in the early 90s, I think. But just like in that movie... If you pulled a picture off the wall, there'd be a square of cockroaches behind it. You, gross. It's horrible. One crawled into his ear and died. The cockroach died. The cockroach. Not your, not your friend. Well, he died, too, but later on because of something else. <laughs> he didn't die. He, he got throat cancer. He didn't die of the cockroach, but he what, he couldn't hear. And he's a DJ. You know, he's a, a radio guy. And he couldn't hear. He's like, I don't know what's wrong with my ear. I can't hear nothing out of my ear. I hope I'm not going deaf. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to the <laughs> goes to the doctor, and he's he's got a freaking cockroach that died in his head. It crawled into his ear while he was sleeping, mm-hmm. and died. Plugged up his ear, and that's why he couldn't hear nothing. Wow, what a way for that cockroach to go inside Bob's head. Inside Bob's and head. And that was some weird crap inside Bob's head. Maybe let me that's what killed him. It might be. He took a look around, like you got uh, dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I might raid. I might actually uh well, two thousand bucks, so a hundred cockroaches. Uh, you know, a nice little right. cushion to get us ahead there. Yeah, pay some of those medical bills you ran. That's right, baby. I'm bringing some cockroaches home, man. It's gonna be a good thing, though. It's gonna be a good thing, baby. You just wait and see. 
Plus, they're an excellent source of protein. <laughs> so if the shelves stay empty. Anyway, thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye.